This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. That topic that we're going to discuss today is going to be about buying things that don't have a hechsher. What could be possibly wrong? We'll speak about buying things year-round based only on ingredients and buying things on Pesach that might not have the proper ingredients. So the truth is, is like this question is a little bit like asking me about stocks. If you want to lose your money, you could ask me about stocks because frankly, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what are good stocks, what are not good stocks. I hardly know what stocks are. There's they're some type of reverse stocks. And the same thing too with Kashrut. Let's just check, this is give an understanding that in order to be uh, an expert in kashrut, you have to know a lot of the uh, a lot of what's going on in different food areas to be a biochemist in ingredients. And I don't claim to be a biochemist. What I claim to be is somebody who knows enough to know to stay away from something that I don't know about. <laughs> but I just wanted to present today some of the issues that somebody could have when he purchases things without hechsherim. Okay? Let's start with the following. If you see in some ingredients of things that don't have a hechsher, for example, there's something called natural flavors. What are natural flavors? Company doesn't have to write. Tiv'im. Tarkivim tiv'im. Natural flavors could be from vegetables, from plants, from things that are really harmless. But they could also be from animal extract. Nivelot trefot. In some instances, although more rare, they used castorium oil, which is beavers. The Canadian beaver. They could use beaver. They could use pussycats. They could use all types of other ingredients that are nivelot vitrefot, and it says natural flavors. Now, we get into a halacha of even if there's natural flavors, aren't they batel, aren't they nullified? They're nullified 1 into 60. Here there's a big discussion uh, whether they become batel or not. Number one, there's a halacha that's written in the Sefer Isur Veheter, Klal Chafhe, that something that's milta de avida lita'ama, something that is made in order to give taste, eno batel, is not batel. Especially this is given, it's made to give taste, it's made in a concentrated form many times, that for sure gives taste, it's not batel. Second of all, second of all, it's, uh, it, it's um, <clears throat> even if you're going to say that it doesn't give taste, which usually it does, there's a rajba in Maseche, in, uh, in Chuvot Chelek Gimel, I'm sorry. That says that anything that's part, an integral part of a recipe is not batel, because that's where it should be. It's in a, you would put it in there bikavana. It's not like something haphazardly fell inside, milk fell into meat, and you have to be mevatalit. We're talking about something that it's supposed to be there as an ingredient. And you're going to say, well, that's a rajba who says we follow that. It's not so simple. The Tur and the Shulchan Aruch both bring down this Rajbad in, in Halach and Yoredea Siman Kufla Medalid Seif Yud Gimel. And there are discussions, you know, the, the, the Noda Bi Yehuda in, in, in Tanyana Siman Nun Vav discusses 
um, discusses a certain drink where they had something inside, and he says, even though the Rajba says it's Asr, but the Ran and the Rambam don't seem to bring down the Rajba, so he's a little bit more lenient. But once again, according to the Rajba, you have a serious issue. And over here, even if you don't have the Rajba, it's still, it's a milta de avida letama, it's something that's put in there specifically for taste. Something that's put in there specifically for taste is not batil. So that could be a serious <laughs> issue. There's a game uh, that some people play, and I recommend that you don't, called Russian roulette. You know what Russian roulette is? So you take a gun, and you have eight bullet holes, and you just put one bullet in it, and you turn it around, and you say, okay, let me shoot. Let me see if there's something in the if it's gonna if the, if it's gonna blow my head off or not. That's called yeah. That's good for fundraising, I guess. It's yeah. Russian roulette, Russian roulette. Now that's what you're doing basically. If you buy something without ingredients, it could be okay, it could be not. Why would you take a risk? This is part of what we're speaking about. If one wants to advance the levels of kiddushat, to start taking risks like that, it's just playing with Russian roulette. That's another question. It could be that if you know if the, the, the companies are doing that, so then you could say that they are doing it, but you're not being mevatel. You're just buying it. Separate yes. issue. There's a separate issue. Question: Are we talking about a product that has a hefshar in it? No, no. Let's say you're you're found in some long lost island, and you need to buy things with that hefshar. Baruch Hashem in America, the OU alone certifies a million products. Yeah, you heard that a million products. You know what that means? That means that we are not holding, even if you live in Nebraska, it's not like you can't find any food. <laughs> and even if you're in Trader Joe's, there are many, many, many things that are kosher there. To start relying on things and saying, I, I want to have my Haribo gummy bears. I want to have something, and even that, that's kosher, by the way, they have a kosher run. But I want to have the non-kosher type. <laughs> so, so, the question is, how far do you want to push the envelope? So that's just one example. Second example is glycerin. There's an ingredient called glycerin. What's glycerin? It's something that is not pagum. Rav, Rav, Rav Belsky, Zichron Livracha, writes in Shulchan Alevi that glycerin is not pagum. He gave it to taste to a bunch of people and, and he says it's definitely not pagum. And... Pagum means it's not, um, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it, it, it's, it's tasty. If it's something that's pagum, means it's something that's not tasty and that doesn't forbid according to halacha. So he writes, it's not, it's not, it's not, um, it's, it's, it's not pagum, so therefore it's re- considered real food. Now there's two types of glycerin. There's glycerin made from vegetables. And there's glycerin made from an anim- animals called bov- bovine glycerin. They have this a lot in the cough syrups, which is why cough syrups could be potentially a big problem. And you have to find cough syrups. You should know this. Robitussin and the other. You have to find them. There, CRC, I think, has a list of cough medicines that are okay. Otherwise, you're getting into a serious question of eating nivelot vitrefot. And if it's not pikuach nefesh, it's a problem. Now, if... It's a question. If you're drinking it, it's who says that's not called derech achila. There is a there is an opinion that says it might not be, but it's a, it's a question. It's a question in halacha. Now, getting back to getting back to kashrut, they are putting glycerin in food, and if you're going to have that glycerin, it's not batel. It's a serious question. So you're going to say, I called the company as vegetable glycerin. Not simple. 
Because vegetable glycerin is usually made in a plant that also makes animal glycerin. And the way that they cook the glycerin and they process it is with steam coming from the same machines that they process the animal glycerin. So you have absorptions par excellence of this animal glycerin that's going directly into your vegetable glycerin, which there's no bitel over there, and you can't say that it's batel, and that could be a serious question. Once again, maybe sometimes it's going to be a minimum amount that it's not batel, or yes batel, so that goes in how much you like playing Russian roulette. Magnesium stearate, same thing. Some of magnesium stearate is made from vegetables, some is made from animals. And even though that's made from vegetables, it's used in the same processing plant, you can have absorptions from the animal that goes into the vegetable, could be a big problem. Another issue, gelatin. Gelatin is not used by any reputable kashrut organization in America, and in Israel as well. Uh, there's a, there are maybe government organizations that are more lenient, like the Rabbanut, because they're trying to, uh, they're trying to uh, save the masses, for example. But it's definitely something that was accepted, lehalacha, as iser. Now, what is gelatin? Gelatin is a product that is made from the uh, from the from from certain from from bones or or skins of animals that it ter- takes out a certain uh, a certain coagulant that is going to help with gelling things together. So that's why it's found in Jello and in other things. And this gelatin goes through a process that it becomes chemically nullified. Can't, it's not called food until it's remade into food. It's a big question in the postkin. There are some who said it's Asr. Others said that it's Mutter. One of those who writes that it's Mutter is Ravavad Yosef and Yabi Omer Chelik Zayin. And one of the reasons why he says it's Mutter is because it's taken from bones. And bones of animals, according to many Rishonim and Shulchan Aruch, is that it's not Isser. Bones of Isser, bones of a non-kosher animals are not considered food. They're bones. And therefore, when you take Jaldin from them, it's not necessarily forbidden. He says also it goes through a chemical transformation, etc. Nowadays, 90% of the gelatin that we find in our food is from pig skins. And the reason why they use pig skins is because they're softer. They use gelatin from bones generally for the photography industry when they want to, uh, when they want to, uh, um, when they want to print uh, 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 um, pictures, which I don't know if they still do nowadays, but when they want to print pictures, they use gelatin for that. And... And, and that's what they use that day, gelatin. But gelatin made from pigs is made from the skin. So you're going to say, okay, still made from the skins, it's okay. There is a Mishnah in Masechet Chulin Daf Kuf Chavbet that says pigs have a special status that their skin is like their flesh. Oroten kibisaran. That their skin is like their flesh. That means when you're eating the skin of an animal, uh, of a pig, eating the skin of an animal, you're not chayev. It's not recommended, but you're not chayev. You're eating the skin of a pig, it's like you're eating its meat. So if you're extracting gelatin from it, it's like you're extracting from the meat. The postkim that permitted gelatin never talked about extracting gelatin from meat. One of their main heterim fell to pieces. One of the main heterim was taking it away from bones. There was other heterim. There was musk and other things that it's go through a chemical reaction, therefore it's allowed. But the, one of the heterim of, 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 of coming from bones is not there. So we would have to revisit that if that would be allowed according to them as well. So not only there's many postkim that forbid it and no kashrut organization permits it, but even those who will tell you, well, there are some postkim that allow it, it's a little bit different nowadays.
because the skins of pigs are being used and that could be much more stringent. So that's just an important point to bring up. There are other things as well. I'm not going to bore you with uh, things that are, that, are, that are certain types of alcohols that come from wine of Goyim, certain types of dyes that are made from coconut extract, which is from bugs, that, is, uh, that makes the red extract, that something that, that's made for color, could be something chazuta, is not batel. There are certain type of honey that's made from aphids, which is made from uh, bugs, which is, uh, which is also obviously problematic. Tea, even something simple like tea, sometimes it's sprayed on, on, on surfaces that have nevelot vitrefot on them. Certain minerals like calcium carbonate is made from oyster shells. Pesach is coming up. Some people say that, well, if you're Sephardic and as something's made from corn syrup, that's okay. Now, uh, even corn syrup or corn oil a lot of times could be made from, for example, let me give you an example. Let me give you a few examples. Let's say, let's say you want to buy something as innocent as Hellman's mayonnaise. Hellman's mayonnaise, what could be wrong with it? You call up the company, says, yes, the vinegar is coming from corn vinegar, so it's fine. According to uh, uh, research that I've spoken to people that were at, the OU, uh, at, the, at those processing plants, they told me, yes, it's true that the vinegar is made from corn or uh, corn vinegar, but the water that they used was water coming from soaked wheat because it's much more purified and that was, and that was, uh, and that was the, 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 the water that was used for the vinegar. It could be that's not butthole, it has absorptions in it. There's also a lot of products that have enzymes in it. Enzymes could be made from growing things on top of chametz, which is one issue. And nowadays they make enzymes from 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 um, barley that's soaked in water and it's called beta amylase and they take this water that's soaked with barley and they make enzymes from it and it could be put so some people say well what could be wrong with uh, Hershey's chocolate or with Snickers and all these things all they have is niot in them corn oil so it could be it's okay well is that so simple it has enzymes in it if it has enzymes in it it would have grains so they say well maybe it's butthill it's we're getting into the Rajba now if it's Batil. Something that's made Bikavana according to Shulchan Aruch Hazasr. So you really have to write a whole long Teshuvah to say it's permitted. Rav Avad Yosef, in many instances, he permits things that are Batil before Pesach. But even Rav Avad Yosef, I just spoke to Rav Gidon ben Moshe, one of his uh, big students, he was here in the Kolo yesterday, and he told me Rav Avad meant these things in a Bidyevan form, not to allow something on a mass scale to be allowed for somebody to eat. Just like that, if something happens, but the evidence could be allowed. But to transform things that lechatchila to give to the public, where you have questions of chametz, our grandmother's hair would be raised. What if they if they heard such a thing? They would smack us in the face. What do you? Were we so careful of chametz? Think from whatever we can, we're going to go ahead and try to compromise on ingredients that might have chametz, might not have chametz. There's the rashba involved. There isn't the rashba involved. These things get into so many questions that we tell ourselves that it's better to. To, to, to be safe than sorry. And unless we don't like playing the game of Russian roulette, we also do not want to get into the game of playing uh, Kashrut supervisor without knowing. So I think the rule of thumb is like this. When in doubt, ask a question. There are certain things that don't need ingredients. For example, there are certain base ingredients, non-processed items, base ingredients like raw almonds, or even extra virgin olive oil sometimes I have a question. Do you know, let me tell you, let me finish off the one story that I had with it myself. This is a personal story. That on a, one, one time we, we bought 
a, uh, a can of vegetable oil. You know the vegetable oils? It was Gligg's vegetable oil. And it said OU, and we didn't notice it didn't have the OUP. It was in the same section put in there by mistake. So we used it all for our kosher Pesach, for our kosher, our Pesach cooking. And then my wife tells me after she finished using it, look, it's, it's written OU, it's not written OUP. I don't know how I noticed it. I'm the one who bought it. I didn't notice it. It was in the same section, and they were selling the same for OUP. I told her, you know, using my rabbinic, uh, my rabbinic tricks, I said, well, what's the big deal? It's just oil. It's just oil. It's probably that, you know, they, they needed to put on an extra run for Passover to make sure the guy doesn't come in with a sandwich in the middle of the production, but it's for sure okay. So I emailed somebody quickly. I texted somebody urgently uh, from the, from the Kashrut organization. He says, yeah, it's fine. Breathe a sigh of relief. 20 minutes later, he texts me back, you know what, on the other hand, it could be in that plant before they make, the, um, before they, they make that vegetable oil, they, they, they cake it with flour beforehand. And that would be a problem of chametz. Right away, I call Rabbi Glick, the Rava Machsher, who's at that plant. Because it, it doesn't make the oil stick. I don't know. I'm not, that's just, I'm not in stocks. I don't know kashrut. So how am I supposed to, Rabbi, is vegetable oil without a hashtag kosher? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know how they made it. So, so, you want an honest answer or you want me just to like give you a quick answer to make you happy and that I burn in Gehenna? What would you rather? So, 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 I, 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 I call Rabbi Glick. He says, yeah, it's a problem. He says, they, they cooked it with flour. Took all that food, didn't throw it out because it was a minor amount, so it was butthill. We sold it. Now you have the Rajba and everything. Yes, I knew all of that. But why would I want to get into the Svekot? I put that away. I sold it. And we used it for the... We, we had Passover brownies until, until uh, Sukkot. Until Sukkot. Big deal. So we lived. We're, I'm still around. I'm still around. But that's just because of one product that didn't have the OUP. So there are certain unprocessed foods that you could be okay with. You just have to look. There are lists of things that tell you what un- unprocessed foods you could buy, what coffee you could buy without a, a OU for Passover. It is. But you just have to speak to the experts. Just like if you want to buy stocks, you have to speak to the experts. That is the rule of thumb. If somebody wants to buy things without ingredients, just make sure it has... Uh, it, it is on the proce- unprocessed food list of things that they allow. Otherwise, basically, whether it's all year round or for Pesach, you're playing Russian roulette. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.